Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. We didn't really address how yesterday's trade is going to impact one Paul Rindel, our imaging director here at 97.3 Oh, he's got a lot of work to do. You've got a ton of work to do now. Should we play it one more time and then bang it forever? Just the, the drop. It won. It won the tournament of drops. It did. And then we have to delete it from the system. Pretty Good much, morning, he's gone. Everybody, I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> uh, but that's not all. I mean, Paul's got to comb through all of our archives and get everything ship shape in time for the 2024 season. Now, what a nightmare! It Make is Adam kind of a it. nightmare. Make Adam do it. It's a good just, idea. Yeah, just go through the archives. Just type in Soto. Soto. And just delete, 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 delete. delete. I already had to swap out the Soto, Soto emoji on our YouTube chat today. <laughs> See? Look at all the things that Man, Paul, we just, just no one think about considers that one. Paul in all of this yeah. and what he has to do. That's true. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> Morning, guys. Morning, AJ. How are you, buddy? Um, yeah, what a day. What a day indeed. I want to hear from the Tier 1s uh, pretty soon, Yeah, 833 Our phone lines are open. Uh, if you want to get on right now, we can probably take a couple before we get to real or fake here uh, later. I did want to mention, though, uh, I know we had John in and he talked about the St. Jude Radiothon. We've got our big Christmas and holiday extravaganza coming up. We're less than two weeks away now. It's on Wednesday the 20th, and we're giving away $1,000 gift cards. You heard that right, $1,000 gift cards to help families in need buy gifts for the holidays. That's why we want to get it beforehand, not afterwards. So you've still got time to go out and get presents. Uh, if you know a family that you think is uh, need, needs this, is worthy of it, you can uh, submit your uh, little you know blurb to us at 97.3thefansd.com slash holiday. Nominate the family. Uh, we will give out those gift cards live uh, during our show on the 20th. And we couldn't do it without the help of the amazing sponsors who have come through for us. Padilla Law Group, San Diego's father-son injury law firm. Visit PadillaLawGroup.com. Thank you, Jeff Padilla. Thank you, buddy. The San Diego Seal. Uh, get your tickets now at sealslax.com. First game Saturday night at Pachanga Arena. Swami's Cafe, a spot to dine and unwind. Love it at Swami's and Seven Mile Casino, just seven minutes from downtown. Thank you, all of our sponsors. It's going to be the most epic extravaganza ever. And that's saying something because we have ramped these up every single year since we started. Oh, man. Huge breaking news from the San Diego Padres as well, Ben. Sorry, what? Def, Def Leopard and Journey ah. with Steve Miller. Uh, the Steve Miller Band coming to Petco Park on Friday, August 30th, no. 2024. Tickets go on sale Friday, December 15th. There you go. Time keeps on slipping. Oh, no. The, into the really future. Well, I literally, like, I said jokingly yesterday at my house, I said, I really hope they don't have, for the social media team's sake, they don't have any a concert to uh, announce. scheduled tweets over the next, I don't know, 48 hours. Like, let it let it simmer for a little bit. Will Juan Soto be there? Will he be at the Def Leppard Journey Steve Miller Band? No, I saw Shohei Otani was at the Lakers game the other day, and everyone said, oh, he's signing with the Dodgers for sure. He already lives in L.A. He played for the Angels last season, remember? 
Uh, that I don't know whether Otani is going to the Dodgers. I don't. I mean, I heard some people think maybe the Padres get back in, in on Otani now that they've yeah, cleared up some money. I, I saw that too. It's it's. I won't. I haven't really let my mind wander there. If he is, because uh, <laughs> you know that's AJ. If he Preller's. was coming back as a pitcher as well next season. <laughs> I could I could make the argument that Otani is exactly what the Padres needed now. Knowing he's probably not going to pitch at all until at least 2025 doesn't make quite as much sense, uh, you know, to add Shohei Otani, although left-handed bat, is, you know, we talked about how badly the Padres need a left-hander right now. I can't let myself go there. I just can't let myself. It's hard for me to wrap my head around, you know, letting Soto walk for $33 million. Yeah. Is there a chance there's a, a chance that you could go after him in free agency next year? Yes, there's always a chance. It's, I don't think it's going to happen. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my head around letting him go, letting Blake Snell walk, and then saying, yeah, 600 mil, done. It's done. That's It's hard. I, I, can't, I can't let my mind really uh, wander there. I, I feel like he's going to be in Dodger blue. I do, despite uh, Dave Roberts' bungling of it. Uh, I do feel like he's going to be a Dodger. I feel like it's going to suck. And I uh, look forward to rooting against him very hard. All right. This Hour of Woods brought to you by Smart and Final. This holiday season, shop groceries and baking needs in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final. Let's go to the calls out here. Uh, let's go to line one. Uh, who's this? You're on the air with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. Good morning. Good morning. This is Tony. Hey, Tony. Tony how are you doing, man? Hey, guys. I listen to you guys, the, the whole station, all day. Thank you. Um, kind of a traveling salesman. I love it. The one thing I wanted to discuss today was A.J. Preller, who we all feel like is kind of a genius. But the players that he acquired yesterday, think about it, two of them are probably going to be on the major league team, maybe even the catcher. He's got those two other pieces that he has as trade bait to probably go get this kid from Korea. Well, you don't need, you don't need to trade for him. You can just you sign can him. him. You yeah. sign him. He just costs you well, money. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is he's got these two other pitchers. You know, if the Yankees coveted him, why wouldn't the anybody else covet him? So he's got these other pieces that he can move around. Sure. And I just feel like we didn't really talk about that yesterday, and so I was hoping you guys could expand on that and think about it in those terms where we know two – let's say three of the five that he got yesterday are, yeah. are going to be on the team. Um, or at least prospects, major prospects for the team, and the other two can be used to trade so that we don't have to go into our own yeah. system. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, we mentioned it right out of the shoot this morning that I I would be surprised if all five of those guys walk into spring training. I would. I, I think there's there's some guys there that other teams may be interested in, depending on what your needs are. If you want to go out and trade for a first baseman. Yeah, or you I, wanna... I will say, though, to um, to Tony, keep in mind that they are your own now. Even though they're new, and you don't have the emotional attachment, say, to Drew Thorpe that you might to Dylan Lesko or Robbie Snelling. Yeah. You now evaluate each of those guys individually as, as which one, hey, which one do we want to keep? Do we see as a future member of our rotation? Yeah. Which one might be more valuable as a trade piece? So it opens up a little more of your entire organization as possible, you know, a trade commodity here. If there's something you're looking for this offseason that you can get, you have added to the capital. It doesn't have to be the guys you just acquired from the Yankees. You could trade from your own stock of prospects and use the guys that you got from the Yankees as, you know, part of softening the blow if you do trade guys away. There's no our guys or, hey, those are the Yankees guys. They're Padres now. 
and and they will be until uh, you know they're either traded or they you know they don't make it up through the system. Whatever you value them as you value them, just as you would your own players Correct. that you drafted. There's yeah. no difference now. Yeah, you you may absolutely you may absolutely love those guys and want them to stay and and build it. Rotation for 2025 as well. I mean, you got you got control. Don't don't be so quick to give up. You know, some controllable young starters again. Uh, it's been a thing, but so. that you know that's the most valuable commodity in baseball. There is, usually, there is no doubt. And you do need, as we said, two outfielders, maybe a first baseman, left-handed bats of any sort. And if that's the way to get them, you can now at least say we're not completely clearing everything out if we do trade some of those pieces because we have gotten some more prospects back into our system. Yeah, no question. All right, eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. I don't know. I, I don't know who's calling for real or fake. Yeah, we're or... a little. Uh, why don't we just uh, get to real or fake? I'm sure someone wants to play. Who's on the line right now? Let's get to our <laughs> game today. Great. Well done, guys. <laughs> Are here for the compelling sports talk with Ben and Woods. Yeah, you can go plow through another donut. It's time for Real or Fake on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, tell the people what they'll win today. All right, let's uh, just randomly pick somebody. Who, who wouldn't want to play Real or Fake for a chance let's to go to Las Steve. Vegas? Steve, uh, you want to play Real or Fake with us? I guess, but I'm angry, but oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> no, be angry first. Be angry. Go ahead. Be get angry get your anger out, and then we'll soften the blow with a chance to go to Las Vegas. <laughs> all right, man. Listen, I've been a Padre season ticket holder for 13 years. I've been through all the aging. When I say I need the kids, the wife, have you had more kids? you got to get more seats. <laughs> Ticket's fairly, fairly good. When Tatis moved to right field, it was almost like having a Tony Gwynn back out there again. Our seats are right field, row two. Right there, you get that star power. You get that some a little Best. extra every single game. Little juice now, out there. Yep. Yeah, a little juice. But the juice that you're talking about, I love how you said it at the end right there. Hey, these are our Padres now. How do you value them? Well, I'm trying to value them with the 20% increased dollar value mm. that we paid in September for this year next coming because of the star power we have. Yep. Bro, if you're going to give me – Juan Soto, Jake Cronenworth, Manny Machado, uh, Fernando Tetis, and then your 10-year shortstop that's going to be 50 when he's done, then you better tell me somebody that's going to come out here and replace that guy for the money. So I, I, I see what you're saying because, again, season ticket prices did go up. And you lose. Way up. Yeah, 8000 for three seats? Come on. Jeez. Yeah, so now – you lose one of those superstars. You lose one of those guys. And and you add something that you needed, for sure. Um, I can't sit here and tell you in good faith, hey, don't worry, man. You're going to be happy with the product that you see on opening day. Because I don't know. I don't have a Chris. Who could predict what A.J. Preller is going to do? I think what you said. Bro, was, Steve, you, Steve, by the way, like what Ben just said, you could see Shohei Otani here. I'm not saying it'll happen, but you absolutely could. He's been after him for years. You'd probably have to, you know, backload again. Backload uh, you know, the deal. They can't. I don't think they could, you know, just pay him thirty-five right away because that would just be putting yourself in the same handcuffs that Juan Soto had you in. But you could structure a deal differently, possibly that would attract be attractive for Otani. Yeah, and I, it, I doubt that's going to happen. I doubt but, it will too. But I'm just saying, I, I don't want to sit here and tell you you're wrong in, in your justification or your feelings because you're not. You're absolutely right, man. They they did raise ticket prices. 
and then sell off a superstar for depth pieces. And and you're absolutely right in that, man. All right, we, Steve, right. you, you want to play a little uh, real or fake with us here? Let's go for it. We're All right, not. let's go All for right. it. All right, so uh, if you can uh, get at least four out of the seven right, uh, you will qualify for our two-night stay at the Westgate Las Vegas Dinner at Edge Steakhouse and two tickets to Barry Manilow at the Westgate Theater. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Woods can help you out here, and I think he knows at least one of these answers already. I love this. I do this one every year. Bowl season is real or fake oh. season because it's a challenge even for professional sportscasters to keep up with the comings and goings and ever-changing names of college football's postseason games. So today on Real or Fake, Steve, I will give you a name. You tell me if it's a real bowl that will be played later this month or a fake I have invented for today's game. Got it, Steve? Got it. I can right. help you, too, so let's see. Here we go. Round one, the Nerd Wallet Bowl. The Nerd Wallet Bowl. Real or fake, Steve? I'm going to go with fake on that one. That is absolutely fake. I would have said real. (laughs) (laughs) All right, round number two. The Ally Bank Twin Cities Bowl. Real or fake? Steve? Ally Bank. I guess real. It sounds real enough for Minnesota. Yeah, it does. Why would you send anyone to Minnesota in December? That would be awful. That's fake. I knew it sounded too real. I know him. Woods Woods likes to get into the psychology of Ben. You can ask me, because I can look him in the eye. All right, here we go. Let's go. Round number three. The Redfin Carolinas Bowl. Real or fake, Steve? Uh, Let's see. What do you think, Woodsy? Oh, damn it. Um, (laughs) You can ask me. I know. Fake. Yeah, right? He says fake. What do you say, Steve? Fake. Fake is correct. Yes. Very good. Yes. All right, that's uh, two right. You just need uh, two uh, two more, and you are in. All right, round number four. The Wayfair.com bowl. Wayfair.com bowl. Woodsy, what do you think? Sounds real. Steve? Yeah, let's try it. That one's fake. Damn All right, that's uh, two oh. and two. All right. Let's go All to right. round number five. The 68 Ventures Bowl. Real or fake? I'm going to go with fake on that one, too. That one's real, actually. Oh, right. We are down to the last two. You need to get them both right here, Steve. Oh, this is not Ask fake. Woods about this one. Here we go, Steve. The Pop-Tarts Bowl. All right. Real or fake, Steve? <laughs> what do you think, That's Woods? 100% real. Steve? Oh, Steve? I got to think about this. Uh, you're sure? Trust me. All right. No, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, bastard you bastard. No, That's not don't funny. Do that. We talked about it. They have an edible mascot yep, that the I'm, winning team is going to get to eat my, the uh, edible mascot. My fighting at the Irish end of the game. will be uh, showcased. <laughs> all right. As usual, it comes down to the final bowl game of the season. For all the marbles, Steve, the famous toastery bowl. Real or fake? Did you say toastery or tostito? Toastery. Famous toastery bowl. Real or fake? I'll have to go with fake on that one. Oh, no, it's real. I have no idea what it is, but it's real. Steve, you're just even more angry now. He called in angry, and now he's leaving angry as he comes up one short on real or fake today. I'm sorry, Steve. Thank you, though, for being a good Padres fan and a Tier 1 listener here on 97.3 The Fan. Mm. Ouch. That's a tough scene. Uh, let's see. Do we want to do Don't Do This coming up next? No. Shall we? Let's just keep going. All right. Phone lines are open. 833-288-0973. There's a, 
There's an incredible don't do this story from the NFL, but we'll put it in our football threesome yeah, later today because we do have to do that, and it's perfect for it. So we're going to continue with phone calls coming up next. Give us a call. We're talking about the Juan Soto trade. It's not really how much do you – what do you think about it? It's Do you hate it, hate it, or are you like, okay, I can see where they're going Just here on this one? How are you feeling one. today? Yeah, how are you feeling today? Join us next after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Will Tear Us Apart is the name of this song. And it's true. Your love, sometimes for something, can tear you apart. I think there's a lot of Pottery fans going through it right now. I don't blame you one bit. I mean, I, 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 had, I had some people that were seething mad in my DMs last night. Not at me or us or anything like that. Just seething, seething mad at A.J. Preller, seething mad at the team. You just heard Steve call in. You know, feels a little bit rooked at this point. Season ticket holders. Season ticket upset. holders are upset. Some of them are. Some of them are like, hell yeah, man. I, I did not, like you said earlier in the show, Benny, I did not want to go out there and watch Matt Waldron and the three just get rocked. Not Nothing against Matt. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's certainly um, the, 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 the team looks a bit more complete yeah. today than it does I mean, They did won yesterday. 14 games in a row at the end of the season with Matt Waldron and Pedro Avila yeah. in the rotation. That's true. Well, so also not... when the chips were, yeah. you know, it didn't really matter. I, I got an email, um, Don, who's been a long, long-time emailer, and I, I feel like there's a lot of Padres fans who feel this way. He said, Padres had one of the worst offenses in baseball last year, and they just got rid of Juan Soto. Yeah. You know how how can you possibly have any optimism baseball. for next year's team? It's baseball. <laughs> that's the only. Well, that's the only way to explain I, it. I, and I get the sense that everyone thinks the Padres had one of the worst offenses in baseball. They had one of the most frustrating offenses in baseball. They were thirteenth in runs scored. They were actually above average, despite the fact that they left. Oh, I don't know, a hundred and fifty runs on the table last year that it felt like that, that they probably should have scored bring that they did it. Differential, I swear <laughs> to God, today. Uh, no, this did, is not run differential. This is this is just their their struggles last year. You know what Mike Schilt wants to address as the new manager. He said, uh, you know, situational hitting. You know, becoming more efficient, bringing home more of those runs, going to be a big focus for him going into spring training next season. Yeah, for sure. You'll need to cash in on, especially without Juan Soto. You're going to need to cash in on more of your opportunities next year. But just history says the Padres shouldn't be nearly as bad in those situations next year because we. But we waited. We. You're right. You're absolutely right. But we waited for that history 
to bear out, and it just never. It did at the end of the season a little bit, and yeah. the numbers came up, and it didn't look as putrid. It didn't look the. It didn't look historically bad as it did in the first half of the season. But I ask you guys this, and, and this is kind of what made me shudder a little bit last night. Everyone was talking about what last year. Our what did they call our lineup all the time? Oh, top heavy. You know, we're top heavy lineup. And I'm looking at the lineup now, and I go. Yeah, we're still very top-heavy, and we don't really know, you know, we don't know what it's going to look well, like. And, and that's why what happens now is, is absolutely critical. Important. You know, who they go and get to replace Trent Grisham and Juan Soto is going to be critical because maybe you do have a lineup that doesn't look as, you don't have a 177 hitter, you know, yeah. batting batting seventh or eighth. You might. If you do, that's a problem. They need to go and find an upgrade near the bottom of their lineup to make the lineup more balanced and not as top-heavy as it was last year. And they now can do that with the money that they have cleared up. You said it, I thought, best at the start of the show. If the Padres don't go out and do anything now, you can be really mad as, as a Padres fan. Yeah. If they go out and you know get up to that around two hundred million dollar payroll level and spend another fifty million this offseason on you know four or five more players to bring in to to really flesh out the roster and bring some balance and some left handed hitting and, and another pitcher you know back into the starting rotation, sure. you then can at least go in with an open mind to next season. You don't have to like the Juan Soto trade. I don't know that anyone will ever like the Juan Soto trade, but I think you can at least go into the season going. I can still see this being a pretty good team next year without Juan Soto. It depends on what they do now. They're not a good team at this moment. No. I, I don't think they're I don't think the Padres at this moment. No. They have some good players, but they're not a good team. No. They're too right handed. They don't have enough depth in the lineup. Not they need of, more pitching. Lot, Their bullpen has some question marks. Yeah. They have a lot of work to do because they're not a good team right now. Yeah. Yeah, and if it if it looked similar to this on opening day, you have every right to just I would agree. rage. I, I would mean, agree. And that's the toughest part for me with all of this is knowing that there is so much more to come, we would hope, with the roster. Freed up some money now. Let's let A.J. cook, I guess. But yesterday sucked. I was not happy about it. I think this team is significantly worse than they were in a disappointing 82 and 80 season last year, the last season. So you you got to sit there and, and sit in that disappointment and yeah. frustration and just wait to see what happens. Yeah, you're sitting in a bath that you've been sitting in, and many Padre fans for many, many, many years, you know, sitting in a, in a, in a warm, tepid bath that's gotten a little bit dirty. And you got to sit and just kind of wait and hope. And um, like, cool, we lost the Cy Young, we lost the best closer, and we just traded away the best hitter on the team. Right, our owner passed away. We lost Bob lost Melvin. I mean, it's been it's it's freaking eight weeks old or whatever, and it's been tumultuous as all get out like, for don't, Padres. Don't so, tell me twenty twenty four can be better. Right, exactly. Just, it was already bad. Twenty twenty three was already bad, and we got worse. And again, I know that there's. A lot of time between now and opening day. We'll see what happens. You know, you, you can go out and shock the world and get a Randy or Rosarena or sure. something. All of a sudden, I'm a little more excited. But sure. as of right now, it sucks. Randy Rosarena, another right-handed hitter to uh, complement the other eight right-handers. Uh, you know, I was, I was listening. I heard uh, former GM Steve Phillips talking this morning. This is interesting. He thinks the Tampa Bay Rays because there was a. Uh, there's been reports that names have been floated out there, but Steve Phillips, that's a former GM. Yeah, former yeah, GM. G- that that. That both the Rays and the Marlins, by the way, who have uh, 
who have reportedly made some of their pitching available, that there may be some GMs who simply float names out to to assess value. Like, what sure. what does the market look like right now? Well, if I dangle this guy, now I know what other teams are willing to pay. It also tells me what I need to offer, yeah. you know, for pitching. In, this, is a, this is a deep game that they're playing in it, the offseason. It is, and if you saw the reports last night that the medicals were being looked at by <laughs> the Padres and the deal might not go down... I thought to myself... It was like an hour, hour and a half, Yeah, of hours. just a lag. And Bob Nightingale tweeted something about them. Well, everyone's at dinner, so nobody's doing anything. You Padres had their people looking at the, Boone the medicals. Boone and Cashman left. Yeah, they left. They went back to New York. Um, I thought to myself, all right, what if you are the Blue Jays and you now see what they offered and it's out there and it's been leaked? You go, hey, AJ, you know, it's uh, whatever the GM's name is. I can, I can actually top that. Or the Orioles I saw were mentioned. They call in and go, we'd love to have Juan Soto here. How about this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy? You know, And then if you're A.J. Preller, you, you pull the deal. I mean, and, AJ, and I think A.J. said yesterday there were 10, ten teams that, that inquired, called. and three it came down to in the end. And we don't know what the other two were. Maybe the Blue Jays were one of them. I have no idea who that third finalist was at this point. But It is not as simple. It's just not as simple as I think we make it out to be in our heads sometime. The moving parts, again, and that's why I tweeted last night, like, the thought of having to rebuild this thing seemingly every year has just got to be so daunting. It's so daunting. And am I making the right move? Should I have taken that Blue Jays <laughs> offer? Like, it would, I couldn't make, I wouldn't make it a week. Now, it's Thursday morning. The talks have been going on for about a week with the Padres and the Yankees, and it really intensified yesterday morning, and then it cooled off. When it actually, when it sunk in with you, that all right, it's happening. It's just a matter of time. I saw the pass. We'll wait for the pass and tweet. Yeah, were you surprised? I was surprised that uh, Preller made this move before Otani signed because I do think that that drives up the market for a Juan Soto. I think maybe it was. There's two schools of thought. Like let's say he go. Let's say Otani signs with the Dodgers, right, or the Angels for that matter. And you're the Blue Jays. You were all in on Otani. Wouldn't you be pushing harder for Soto now? You know the thing is, is is there's two schools of thought really. One is that the Yankees deal was always going to come down. There's also you know if you're Brian Cashman, you're you know what Brian Cashman probably told his people yesterday. (laughs) They really, they literally thought we weren't going to include Michael King in a deal. For Juan Soto. They thought that. So, which means we got worked. Which means, you're right. And, but the other school of thought is that AJ worked him. No one really knows. Nobody really I, I knows. Think, I think the timing, Paul, uh, you know, Mark Feinsand from MLB.com tweeted We talked about Jung Hoo Lee. He said to be high on the Padres' wish list. One source saying a deal could come together quickly now that Soto's $30 million plus salary is off the books. Fernando Tetsis Jr. is the only starting outfielder remaining on San Diego's roster after the trade of Soto Grisham. If you wait for Otani, there's no guarantee that any of the guys you still wanted are going to be there by that point. Right. That's the problem. If you wait too long, other teams swoop in, yeah. sign the guys He's you were targeting to use Come that on. Soto money toward. He's a Dodger. We know this. He's a Dodger. I, it doesn't matter who he's with. If it doesn't happen they for another that, week. Though. But they know that. People know that. They are in the know. They know where that cat's going. So you're saying the pressure was on the Yankees anyway because they knew he wasn't going. 100%. He wasn't, they weren't getting him. They weren't getting him. They were not right, in the mix for him. We've got full phone lines. We're going to get out to your right, calls coming up next. We have a guest um, coming up next. Yeah, we do. Kyle oh, Glazer. I didn't even realize that. I totally. I, anybody, anybody pay attention to that? I don't I, think so. I actually had no idea he was even coming on today. I don't think anyone told me. I, I should have looked at the rundown. All right. 
Kyle Glazier from Baseball America is going to join us. The, uh, the players at the potty. All right, we need back. to know his thoughts on Lay the players. They're going to you know, come in oh with Kyle God. Glazier coming up next year on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Varying opinions on the return for Juan Soto. Sure. I, I, I've seen That's everything from what a sorry sack of a fivesome <laughs> to uh, this guy is pretty exciting, intriguing, good pitching. I mean, they they got more from the Yankees than I ever thought they'd be able to get. I have really seen the gamut of opinions on this trade already. Um, Shouldn't surprise you, though. We got Kyle Glazer from Baseball America who's going to join us, who uh, who knows more about these prospects prospects than most of us. Uh, We'll talk to Kyle right after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. It's hard to even say which of the players the Padres got, other than Drew Thorpe, are actually prospects because everybody else has already been to the big leagues. Yeah, and you actually, if it if it end, if the season started today, you feel like you feel like four of those five guys are on this team. Uh, it, yeah, at least at least, and, and Drew Thorpe might be competing Correct. for a, an early spot. And joining us right now from Baseball America is our friend Kyle Glazier to to help us break down what the Padres are getting back in this Juan Soto deal. Kyle, good morning to you. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing well, man. What a you know, it ne- there's never a dull moment, right? When you're covering the San Diego Padres, there's always a. It's very transactional. A lot of transactions to talk about, and uh, you know, now now the development and and Ruben Niebla, they've got some new uh, some new toys to work with. Wanted to get your thoughts on those guys. Yeah, look, the Padres definitely went for a, a volume deal kind of here, which in some ways is what they needed, right? They weren't one starting pitcher short in the rotation. They really needed a lot of arms and a lot of young arms to help them both this year and in future years. So in getting three guys who are young-ish and have started games in the major leagues, there is some value there. Again, a lot of times I think people get really, really excited about prospects because there's an unknown to them. In reality, young big leaguers are more valuable, guys who gotten there have shown you stuff that plays and and you know can help your team a little bit sooner so when you look at johnny brito randy vasquez and uh, michael king you know all these guys have experience starting in the big leagues um you know we're going to see what they can do in terms of most of them you know their starting experience is a handful of games at a time in a season especially in king's case and it's one thing to start and have you know good performance for six weeks versus a full season as a starter. But um, you trust the fact that they're going to get with Ruben Niebla. You trust the fact that they're moving from Yankee Stadium, which is a band box, to Petco Park, getting out of the AL East. And look, are all three of them going to immediately become, you know, rotation, you know, studs for the Padres? Probably not. But, you know, if two of them become solid starters and one of them slots into the bullpen, that's going to make this a more well-rounded team. That's something the Padres needed. Uh, Kyle makes, I think, a really good point that prospects are exciting, but you know, do we know once they hit the bright lights uh, and they're facing big league hitters every day, are are they going to peter out? At least with some of the guys the Padres got, they they pitched. They weren't just getting you know 
bashed around the yard the whole time. They were getting guys out. Yeah. You can expect them to do at least some of the same with the Padres. My question for you, Kyle, is the main return. Michael Kane, not someone I followed that closely with the Yankees last year. In, in your opinion, are the Yankees feeling today like, I really wish we didn't have to give give him up, but hey, you know it's Juan Soto, or are they going... Oh, we really we pulled a fast one on the Padres by giving them Michael King because we don't really see that bright of a future for him. I mean, I think you can certainly, if you're the Yankees, they certainly acknowledge Michael King's value for them. He was a really, really good reliever who also was able to step in and give them some really quality starts. But when you get Juan Soto in return, you, you feel okay about it. Just as the Padres trading Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams and James Wood you know, there's a lot of problems with those guys, and, and you definitely felt the sting a little bit, but it's Juan Soto. So ultimately, when you are getting the best player back in the deal, as Juan Soto is, you feel okay with what you gave up. So um, I think both things can be true that, sure, Michael King, someone the Yankees valued and, and certainly uh, thought highly of and, and absolutely liked having on their team, but you understand you have to trade something to get something. Yeah, Kyle, I mean, you always do. It's got to sting a little bit for both sides. It, it feels like it stings a lot, obviously, because you know what you're going to get from Juan Soto. It will be interesting to see what he does in that ballpark. Uh, certainly talking to Kyle Glazer from Baseball America this morning. Michael King, I, you know, it's, it's, you get traded for a guy like that. That's going to be, you know, that, that, that's going to be the footnote, right? On your, on your career. Oh, I was once traded for Juan Soto. Um, so he's got you know that pressure to, to come into. What is his injury? What are what are what does his health look like? Because I have read things about a potential innings limit, uh, you know, next year. What are we talking about with him? How healthy is he? Do you think? Well, he had a fractured elbow a few years back, um, but he threw 104 innings last year uh, between the bullpen and the rotation. So again, only eight starts. Um, a lot of it was in relief, but. We're going to see what he's capable of in terms of how much he can get stretched out, pitching every five days, you know, going into kind of a full, true starter mode. Um, and we can only speculate at this point. Everyone reacts differently. Their bodies react differently. So you're hoping that you're going to take a guy who has some starting history in the minors, who has started games in the major leagues and shown promise when he has, and, you know, is able to hold up and make the adjustments. Um, and, again, Randy Vasquez and Johnny Brito as well, I think it's important to note, it's not like this is a one-for-one trade of Juan Soto, Michael King. There's yeah. a very real possibility that as this shakes out, maybe Johnny Brito and Randy Vasquez, who have more of a starting history uh, in terms of uh, more consistently being starters, maybe those are the two guys who end up starting, and Michael King becomes a really valuable bullpen piece to the Padres. If that happens, it's not a terrible outcome either. Sure. It's not like it hinges on this one guy, and that's kind of the beauty of buying in bulk a little bit as the Padres did. And Oh, by the way, Drew Thorpe is a pretty good pitching prospect as well. Well, let's get to Drew Thorpe. We're talking to Kyle Glazer from Baseball America, right in your wheelhouse here. Top 100 prospect. What is it, first of all, that makes Drew Thorpe a top 100 prospect? And conversely, why is he not higher on the list after the incredible numbers uh, he put up last year and being named the minor league pitcher of the year, uh, at least in, in, in some publications? Yeah, so we actually had Robbie Snelling, Potter's prospect, yeah. somebody like pitcher, but Drew Thorpe was, was the runner-up. Yeah, so um, you're getting someone who's, you know, big physical right-hander. I actually saw him dating back to his days at Cal Poly. Um, it's not a big fastball. It's kind of 92-94, but it's fine. Um, breaking ball's okay. He's got a really good changeup. 
And in terms of why is he not higher, it's pretty common for guys with great change-ups to really dominate the low minors. This is where context is really, really important. He's a very good prospect. Clearly, we believe so, putting him in the back of the top 100. But to answer your question about why he's not higher, you are talking about a college guy who did most of his damage at high A last year. He should dominate those guys. Um, he was good when he got to double A, which is really, really encouraging to see, and that's what put him in the top 100 because that's the level where he started facing kind of even competition. We also see guys with really good change-ups put up crazy numbers the minors a lot. When you get to the majors, though, especially as a right-hander, you have to have the breaking ball. Um, Chris Paddock's a great example of that. You remember he put up video game numbers to yeah. minors. Where in the majors, it was more like solid to, man, I wish there was more here. Yes, so, yes, um, cool. You know, not, not, not to make a, a direct comparison, but I think in general, change-up heavy right-handers are always going to put up huge numbers in the minors, especially low minors, and you have to be aware of that and not – automatically consider them future aces because it's more than just that once you get higher levels you really have to have that breaking ball which in fairness thorpe's breaking ball is better than paddock's was um but you still want to see it get a little sharper and more consistent that's such good context because when i'm pitching to my five-year-old the changeup gets him every time and i mean <laughs> literally I, I, he cannot hit a changeup, and no very few guys can so very very good context kyle um wanted to ask you this too so Obviously, they're not done. This is we were talking about uh, in the break. AJ Preller really likes the flexibility. He likes, like as Ben said, he likes to cook. This is what he loves to. He is in the kitchen now. The aprons on. The ingredients are out, and he finally has some cash to buy some real groceries. He he loves to do this. Who do you look at that's out there um, that you say natural fit? Absolutely, Padres need to go out and get this guy. Whether it's starter, bullpen, outfielder, first baseman. Yeah, well, I personally would like to see them re-sign Garrett Cooper just to make him their first baseman. He can really hit. That's going to be a low-cost signing. I think will benefit the team rather than trying the Jake Cronenworth at first base experiment again. But in terms of bigger signings, you know, Jung-Hoo Lee, the South Korean center fielder, the Padres obviously have a lot of success in terms of transitioning South Korean hitters to the big leagues with Ha-Sung Kim. Um, Jung-Hoo Lee is a really, really good left-handed hitting outfielder, which the Padres just gave up two of them. He can play center field. Uh, he's young. He's got a lot of his best years still ahead of him. I think there's a big, big fit there for the Padres. Now they have the money to maybe go get him. Kyle, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. A little context is always uh, is good on a day like this. Thank you for your time this morning. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime, guys. Kyle Thanks, Glazer buddy. from Baseball America again. They get, have Drew Thorpe in his top 100. Never going to be able to unhear that Chris Paddock comparison, for for good or bad. Video wow, game numbers. I, rem- I, rem- I remember Paddock's insane oh numbers God. at Double A. We so- First at Lake Elsinore, and he was coming up like this we're guy so is going to be the greatest pitcher. And the then he got up, and yeah, he was Ryan. he was all right. But there was definitely a there was a there, there was there was that final of the big leagues, and that's what I was saying earlier about the difference between guys who have already done it in the big leagues versus a prospect. There's that last bit of facing major league hitters under the lights that is a sticking point occasionally for a prospect. And we'll see what happens with Drew Thorpe. Maybe he, you know, that breaking ball continues. He already said, better breaking ball than Chris Paddock had Which in the Paddock minor leagues. In my, from my recollection, a pretty nasty hook, yeah. you know. so Paddock probably a better fastball. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. How does that play when he gets to the big leagues, assuming he does get there? And I would think Drew Thorpe is someone we'd see next season. Uh, you know, maybe not right away, but at some point. When you're already in double A... You know, that's that's one, especially for pitchers, that's one hop away from the big leagues. 
you don't you often skip over AAA if you're a top pitcher in the minor leagues. And he's not he's not 20. He played pitched through college. He's 23, going to be 24 next year. That's plenty old enough to get to the big leagues sometime during the 2024 season. Yeah. Let's go out to the phones. We got people who have been holding on uh, through the so entire much. interview. Appreciate it. Gonzo's been here for a while. Gonzo, welcome to Bennett Woods on 973 the fam. Gentlemen, Polly Woods, Ben. Hi, buddy. Um, I feel like I've been getting a little lied to. I don't know if it's from management, uh, this window that they say is not going to happen. It feels like it's totally happening. Um, the whole Boris thing that he was saying yesterday that like all, that we're uh, financially stable, now we got this TV thing. I, I don't know if you guys have capped on that at all. Not yet. We need to talk that about was... that. That was kind of new news, uh, you know, yesterday. Is that Croc or is Scott, that like... I, I don't – it's Scott Boris, so I never know what I can parse as – Wishful thinking. I never know what I can parse out if it's actually fact. The, the 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 short answer to that is, yeah, they will have a new. They will have something. There there needs to be a way to consume, you know, the, their product. So they're definitely working on. I don't know that anything's locked down yet. No, I haven't heard any like inside reports. No. I I do know that a lot of people like to watch the Padres on television in San Diego, yeah. and. There's got to be some way to monetize that, correct? Correct. Yes. <laughs> I yes. don't know exactly what the numbers look like and, and how it fits into their finances, but people like watching the Padres on TV, the last couple of seasons especially. Uh, so you've got to find a way, if you're the Padres, to get money out of that that whole scenario of, of you, hey, I've got this product and we want to get it to you in your in your living rooms. How can we monetize that better going forward? And I'm sure they're working on it feverishly behind the scenes, but I have no idea what it looks like. I don't know what media outlets are even out there. I mean, are we talking over the air? Are we talking, is there a cable channel we haven't heard of? Are they going back to Channel 4 again? I don't know what 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 is out there or what is possible for the Padres going forward. Is it just going to be the streaming and MLB producing it again and you buy a subscription? Is it still going to be on all the cable outlets? There's a lot of questions there. But you know the Padres want to get as much as they can out of their TV deal, as any professional sports franchise does. And if you're a Padres fan... Yeah, you're hoping then that they reinvest that money into the product, which they've been doing lately. You can't say that the Padres have not been investing everything they have and then some into their product the last two seasons. Agreed. I, I don't even think after trading Juan Soto, it's not as though the Padres are now just going to be taking in all this cash you know, and just keeping it and stuffing their pockets with it. My guess is that they'll be less over budget than they were in the last couple of seasons, but... This isn't a case of, yeah, we're going to be as cheap as we possibly can, and we're going to take in revenue-sharing money for Major League Baseball, and you know, at the end of the year, our, our bottom line's going to look great. Our team's going to win 62 games, but our bottom line's going to be great. That's not what the Padres are doing here. They're, they're still spending a lot of money. If the payroll climbs to $200 million, that's enough to put a winning product on the field. Yeah. You just have to make the right decision. And again, I think it, I think it could potentially even go a little bit over that as well. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, you know, again, I said we kicked off the show kind of with it. I don't think that this is savings that they're like, whew, unloaded that. Let's put it in our pocket, and everyone gets a nice fat bonus. No, they're going to use this for other players. In fact, probably a lot. If we know anything, we know that this, this team um, likes to, to add pieces. So it's going to be interesting. At some point, though, 
you know the the continuity of of having the same guys in the in the, the the clubhouse, same guys on the roster for as many years as you can get it together. It's not doesn't guarantee anything, uh, but man, it's just how many new teammates can, I, can one I, meet every year. And I think that year? really is the challenge that that Mike Schilt is now inheriting. Bob Melvin didn't didn't manage it as well as we hoped he would. No, he didn't. And I don't know that anybody can. You know, with AJ Preller as general manager, as you said, the chaos of the comings and goings, that's going to be tough for any skipper to deal with. Is Mike Schilt the guy who can bring the stability when you have roster chaos? You need to still have steady, you know, paddling in the clubhouse every year and make it feel for those guys like you know the swirling that happens outside of this room don't doesn't happen in here. Doesn't you don't worry about in that. Here. We all do our jobs, yeah. and that's that's in a perfect world. That's how it should be, you know. Um, but it it it's just not it's not how it really really works, you know. I mean, it, there has been a tremendous amount of churn with co- the coaching staff, tremendous amount of churn with the players, uh, the positions. It's it's. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to keep track of. I mean, we forgot Glenn Otto was a rain, was a, a Padre this week. I was Who? like, "Who is he?" Right? No, he's here. We acquired him. You forget. <laughs> you literally forget. All right, we are going to come back. Uh, phone lines are still lit. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. More on the Juan Soto trade and where the Padres are going from here. All coming up with Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, ninety seven three. The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 